I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We are assailed in our modern world with all sorts of problems. There are money worries, health of aging parents, stress and depression, crime and taxes. Coping with all of that can make us forget the beautiful things around us every day. But there's another influence no one talks about in our modern number-crunching world, and that is the very real influence from the spiritual world. That's not the topic of dinner conversations these days. Well, actually, we don't even have conversations anymore, do we? Everything being pushed into the digital world of email, chat, and Instagram, which emphasizes the point. The deeper levels of the human experience are not being plumbed anymore, and to our great detriment. It's like spirituality is something we feel at times, something we sense is important, but something we keep at arm's length for fear of being branded weird or fanatic. But spirits were not dismissed in the past. Shakespeare exploited the knowledge of them for great art. Let's explore spiritual relevance more on our program. Our entangled spiritual reality today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We are streaming on the Stop Radio Network at stopradio.org, through iTunes radio stations, and free to your smartphone through the TuneIn Radio app. Just look for Stop Radio Network there. Well, we're embarking on a series of programs here now on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, inspired by a couple of new books written by Dr. Norberto Kepi, our spiritual mentor on this program. You know, I've been studying and teaching Kepi's science of psychosociopathology, what he calls analytical trilogy, for about 17 years now. And I continue to be impressed with how a psychoanalyst can have such profound insights into every area of human endeavor. Every teacher down here in Brazil has this experience. You're looking for material, say, on shyness for a lecture or class, and you do a little search through all of the Kepian material that we have down here, and you'll find reams of stuff, both from his 40 or so books and also from his hundreds of TV programs. You want to delve into relationships in a new and provocative way? Hundreds of observations about the problems most commonly encountered and how to treat them, which, of course, you'd expect from a world-renowned psychoanalyst with more than 50 years of clinical experience. But unexpectedly, you uncover things about the metaphysical finality of relationships, the true purpose of being in a relationship, and this journey opens up vast avenues of consciousness. They're always sharp, wise, and peerless. His writings and broadcasts on health would fill a library. Kepi's science is a union of science with philosophy and theology, so it's more expansive and inclusive than most healing modalities. It doesn't push spirituality or philosophy of life out to the fringes. Kepi's always been attentive to the existential questions underlying the more prosaic everyday concerns that people bring to their therapy sessions. These deep spiritual concerns have been the subject of his most recent books, well, all of his books actually, but especially his most recent ones, Psychotherapy and Exorcism and Sociotherapy and Exorcism. And it's from these seminal works that his principal assistant, Dr. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco, and I draw our inspiration for this series of radio programs we're working on now. But first, I'd like to make an offer to you. This new book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, we just finished translating that into English now, and I, I see it as a fundamental 
book to have here in 2019. We are, as human beings, and we always have been, engaged in a spiritual battle here on earth. The greatest saints and mystics have advised us about that, especially Jesus. His work was to free us from the demonic influence, actually. So, with this in mind, I would like to make this new book, Dr. Kepi's new book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, available to you for free. If you're interested in a copy of that book, just drop me an email, okay? Jones at stop.org.br for your free copy. It's a riveting read, and I'm very happy to send it to you. Okay, so with no more further ado, let's dive into our entangled spiritual reality. We'll do that when Thinking with Somebody Else's Head returns in just a moment. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. So you don't want to stop cutting trees because... I make money. Uh Uh-huh, but if we keep cutting them... Well, it affects the weather a little. Ooh, a lot, actually. And uh, it contributes to global warming. Well, that's kind of serious. And destroys the ecosystem. So what'd I get you to stop? Well, if they paid me the same money to stop cutting trees that I get for cutting them... Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. If I don't cut the trees, someone else will. Inversion. It's killing us. A message from the Stop the Destruction of the World Association. StopNA.org. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network, originating from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are also affiliated with the Stop the Destruction of the World Association, bringing consciousness of the root causes of human problems since 1992. We're back. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd Jones, and very pleased to have with me again. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco. We are here, uh, here in the library of the, not in our normal studio, in the library of the International Society of Analytical Trilogy, just underneath Claudia's office. This uh, library was one of the first places I came when I came to Brazil, and it's full of like books about psychoanalysis and psychosomatics and history and theology. It's like a very rich atmosphere. It's very deeply wood-paneled, very deep, dark, uh, almost a mahogany-type wood that we're here in with the uh, glass doors behind which are all sorts of books. And there's a a number of uh, final projects of the of the students who have been doing the post-graduation courses in analytical trilogy. Some of this information I'm giving you, you won't have a contact with because you don't know so much. But they can use their imagination. They use their imagination. <laughs> and you can also do a lot of research on our sites. Uh, maybe the first site for you to go to in English would be the Stop Radio site, stopradio.org. And uh, Claudia and I have been doing a number of programs on that uh, radio station. If you listen to Stop Radio, you hear Claudia... Pacheco all the time, and we're talking about many of these themes. Do you know we've had like, um, I think it's almost a million hits wow. on our radio station. It's, it's like good to a, know. <laughs> a, a lot of people in 192 countries have listened wow, to our programs. Yeah, good. It's quite impressive, actually, when you start to see how Dr. Kepi's work of analytical trilogy is, and Claudia Bernhard Pacheco's work in analytical trilogy is really entering the world. This is very beautiful. It encourages me. Yeah, good. 
We need encouragement sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we have been uh, talking, Claudia and I, for a number of weeks about how to do a series of classes on this new book of Dr. Kepi, Psychotherapy and Exorcism. And this is a book I think that is Dr. Kepi is very personally very excited about because we've been sending it out to many theologians, priests, um, psychiatrists, psychologists, psychiatrists, psychologists, theological schools, paranormal, rabbis, paranormal researchers, researchers, uh, for them to understand that this idea that uh, exorcists and many theologians have that possession, demonic influence, only happens once in a while in a few people, that this is not true, that actually we are all influenced spiritually all the time without perceiving it. We don't have much contact with that. And um, what we're trying to do is the scientific analysis of spiritual phenomena, especially the question of mental illness and demonic possession. So this is where we'll hope to get, but not to think of demonic possession as just the rare cases we see in the movies, but that it's a factor for all of us. So what we're hoping to do here is have a scientific analysis of spiritual phenomena, especially the question of mental illness and demonic possession, and remembering that demonic possession is not something that only happens in the movies, that this kind of diabolical influence is everywhere in our modern society. So this is what we'll, we'll talk more about. And this is totally a new approach, Richard, a totally new approach. Lately, the Pope Francis, Francisco, he has been talking and trying to introduce this concept inside the the mind of the religious people, bishops, cardinals, mostly of the religious all over the world, don't speak about the devil any longer. Father Amort, who was one of the main, or maybe the most famous exorcist, official exorcist of Rome, the Vatican, uh, he was talking a lot about possessions, but even Father Amorth did a distinction between possession and mental illness, possession and uh, social illness. So they didn't bring together this transdisciplinary science was absolutely built by Dr. Kepi because he has in his background both backgrounds, the theological and philosophical and scientific, the threefold background. And the Catholic theology, I think, is the most advanced theology. Yes, all the have. all the Catholics, uh, Rome and, and even the Orthodox Catholics, yeah. they are very much deep in what they... Sure, what they, and even the original Protestants come from the Catholic yeah, Church, too. Yeah, the so. Christians. Yeah. The Christians, Christians, they are all very deep in their knowledge. Yeah. So uh, as you're watching, you'll have a chance to hear more about Dr. Kepi's work. It's it's deep and it's really, really important on our planet today. And uh, sitting across the table from me is Claudia bernhardt Pacheco, who joined Kepi's Society early on, 1974, working first as Kepi's assistant, but soon attending clients herself in Kepi's innovative psychotherapeutic treatment. So Kepi, in the 
pursuit of understanding the nature of human problems started with the theological and realized that it was too limited for him, that he needed a more scientific approach, not just theological. So he entered into the area of psychotherapy Mm -hmm. to try to treat clients individually and in group sessions in scientific ways, not just not just their theological questions, but their economic questions, relationship problems, health problems, psychosomatic problems, mental illnesses, especially especially mm-hmm. big a big focus of Dr. Kepi's work. So we're dealing here with um, a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom from many 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 years of experience. So he created his own interdisciplinary science. He called analytical trilogy which he named for the union of science with philosophy and theology. So this is now not something that's only theological, only philosophical, only scientific, but all, th- all three of those aspects together, which gives it a lot of uh, ability, I think, capacity to understand the human problems and human issues. This shift started in 77. 77. When he realized that... You, he, you were there at the beginnings of this, Claudia. So yes, I was. Put I'm us a in witness. that. <laughs> You're a witness. <laughs> put it, a, put per, us in that not place. Not only a witness, but I'm, I'm, I have been participating into this beautiful journey. Uh, well, in 1977, he was... Researching and researching, always digging and digging, like an archaeologist <laughs> of the mind, and he discovered that it was like an inspiration that the human being didn't suffer from an unconscious, as Freud put as a, an instinctive uh, or uh, innate uh, kind of unconscious life or unconscious source of pathologies and desires, but having like an instance called unconscious. But what mainly was like a cause or a manifestation of humans' pathology was what Dr. Kepi called inversion. Human beings are upside down, perceiving, reacting, living upside down. So after this intuition, he told me, Claudia, now I must study even more and start all over from the beginning. All the understanding of human soul must be reviewed, reanalyzed, and corrected under this perspective. And that's how he started in 77. He was able in the end of 79 to complete a new body of psychoanalysis theory, his own integral psychoanalysis that then he called analytical trilogy because he it encompassed also the fields of philosophy, metaphysics, and theology. Yeah, it's a, a comprehensive And you work. know who they call the inverted, the big inverted? Lucifer. Lucifer. He's upside down. Yeah. So this idea of inversion we'll get into, uh, we could do a whole course just on that concept alone, but the idea that we see the world upside down is so clear. One of my students was telling me, he was just in New York and, and Boston recently, doing a little presentation there, and he was, they, he was talking about the economy there. They have so little unemployment now, such a low level of unemployment in the United States now, that they're having problems with the economy because they don't have 
people enough to do other work. You know, there's the, the, all the jobs are full. There's no. So he was telling me that they are talking in the economy and that now how you need a certain level of unemployment to make the economy work. And I was saying to him, but that's totally crazy. Every, somebody being unemployed, how can that be good for the economy? You can see the economy, the way it's structured, is inverted. This yeah. idea that somebody could not be working and that's good for the economy, this is a crazy idea. It, it has <laughs> an inversion in the very root. The first cause of it is inverted. So that's just, a, I just want to give a little example of, of how, we, uh, how that is because you can see that in every area of life, including theology and this question that we're entering now. Of the of the of Lucifer and the demons, this idea of the devil, Lucifer, Satan, many names, Beelzebub. I think there's many different names for this being, and maybe there are different beings. This I don't know, but is this just a myth, a product of hallucination? There are many people, even in the church, who believe that the devil, as a an entity, does not really exist. It's more a mythology or something how how could Wilfred you? Bean a famous psychoanalyst said to hallucinate is not only to imagine and see and hear things that apparently do not exist but it's mostly deny what is obvious what we hear we see and we sense with our five common regular senses but also with our intuitive sense our consciousness, our perception, our intuition. Yeah. So what have been happening is this form of hallucination since the, you know, this started mostly officially with Descartes, I guess. Descartes, 1600s. René Descartes. Yeah. And then it was like growing and growing. And in the 19th century, this was already something very well established that... Uh, demons, demonology was something like belonging to the past, a kind of a backwarded view of life and spirituality. Yeah, we don't believe that anymore. 20th century, my God, that was really a total hallucination in all areas because then everybody denied the existence of evil in the world. Yeah. An evil being something like... A, be, a well, being, a, a creature. Yeah. yeah. So, But then we have to think, okay, so people started to say evil is, exists only inside man or the human being. Yeah. It does not exist outside the human being and the human mind. And or, or this was the, a very disservice. Yeah. Or, or the, in the, the sort of the environmental movement, it was characterized as being in the corporations, in the government, in, yeah. the, in the laws, in the regulations, that the, yeah. the evil doesn't come from another influence. It's just a few people who want to make too much money, a kind of a greed thing. It was seen as that, too. But seeing evil in its purest forms and almost like... Uh, denying this must be very evil, you know, 
denying the existence of evil, denying the presence, as Malachi Martin quoted, Mm -hmm. the presence, the presence, the evil presence of this being, it's noticeable, it's, it's very obvious. So people started to deny what is obvious. And, and, but to understand this more, it's important to have a more metaphysical uh, philosophy or metaphysical way of thinking, which goes to the pre-prime or primary causes of everything. Yeah. So if you go and you analyze what is the cause of this, and then what causes this, and then what is the, what is the first cause of the phenomena? So if you study the first origin of evil is must be from a being an intelligent being willful intelligent and this must be not god because god is only good beautiful and truthful so god in in his essence does not allow any any particle of evil or suffering no suffering coming from God whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So where does it come from, this evil uh, force, this malignant, suicidal, homicidal, destructive force, if we don't have it in our nature? So here comes physiology, biology, genetics, to state that all forces from nature, all forces from life are meant to preserve and to reinforce. And propagate life. And propagate life. To preserve and propagate life. Never, ever to destroy it. Yeah, even the sexual instinct is about this, right? All, uh, all instincts everything. are for life, not against. So this evil instinct does not come from our genetics, from nature, and even much less from its creator, which is God. So what happened then? So we need to pay attention to this revelation we got from our ancient civilizations that always for millennia knew about evil spirits or evil transcendent or physically invisible spiritual beings. The invisible spiritual world that we're trying to make more visible today. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. We're back in a moment. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network, a production of the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our work on the Stop Radio Network is based on the landmark psychological and philosophical science of analytical trilogy, developed by Brazilian psychoanalyst and social scientist Norberto Kepi. This is a comprehensive science that offers perspectives on every area of human endeavor. We expand on this extensively in our flagship program, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. And we offer many other resources for your development, including radio and TV programs, an extensive library of books, psychoanalysis sessions worldwide, teleclasses, conferences and lectures, and volunteer social programs. To find out more, check out our site at stop.org.br. I remember the book Glorification that Dr. Kepi wrote. I was with him many of the nights or days where he got those inspirations from God, and it was a necessity for him to write what he received. So the book was totally written 
under inspiration. But it's not only a theological book, it's mostly a scientific book, very therapeutic book, very beautiful, by the way. And he used to wake up during the night, two, three in the morning, and he said, let's go to the top of the mountain. And we were watching the sky in this dark night with no interference, so you could transcend the sky and see heaven through it. My God, you could adapt the writings that he did with the music of Beethoven. And this would be a trilogy of his writings and the music. It would be heaven. Norberto Kepi's Glorification, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, all available through our site at stop.org.br. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. We're back. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, our entangled spiritual reality. That's the subject of our program today on the Stop Radio Network. Richard Lloyd-Jones with Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco. Dr. Kepi says here that we ourselves, meaning you and he and the members of his society, when beginning our work, did not believe in spirits and demons as an influence on the human being. Uh, we thought those ideas were extremely naive, that they eliminated man's responsibility for his own errors, that it would be like putting the blame on the devil. Well, you can see this comes a lot from the influence, I think, of the Austrian school, right, of the, all the scientific existentialists, schools. right? We create our existence. Yeah, all, this, all psychologies, Richard, they yeah. never consider spirit's pathology. The psychologists and the psychology schools, the psychological orientations, psychoanalysis, even mostly psychiatry, they do not consider uh, spirit pathology. So what led you and Dr. Kepi to that area? How did you, I mean, if, if the whole training of psychoanalysis is that the individual and problems with the parents, problems with trauma from childhood, biological problems, what led you guys to, to go deeper into that? experimental practice of psychoanalysis. <laughs> yeah. We were lucky, Richard, because we have always had hundreds of clients to attend in our society. People who came to us suffering with mental illnesses, psychosis, neurosis, psychosomatic illnesses. Because since his the beginning of Dr. Kepi's work, he was very much able to heal people from psychosomatic diseases. He worked in the hospital of the University of Sao Paulo for many years. And and there he was like a, a major psychotherapist and psychosomatic researcher. And so, uh, quoting again, Bian, he said, what heals is the truth. So don't stick to theories when you see a client, but go to the truth, to the deeper truth. Because only truth heals the patient. And this was a psychiatrist and a psychoanalyst speaking, not Jesus. And Jesus said the same. So when people came to, to, to Kepi, because he had a, this very, very deep belief in, in Jesus Christ and his teachings, 
So when people came in and asked him, how come you can be a psychoanalyst and be Christian at the same time? Yeah. And he said... <laughs> As if the two were totally incompatible. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> Freud was a, an atheist. Yeah. So he said, well, if I have to choose Jesus or Freud, I will always pick up Jesus' teachings. So there is no problem with that. And doing so, he was able to heal more people. And faster, because he had Jesus Christ's spirit of his teachings. Now, going back to what I was saying, you asked me, how did you get there? It was like through the inner self of human beings. There, inside the human being, we found that Lucifer or many other followers of Lucifer and demons... And devils are hidden there inside us, doing a lot of harm. Appearing through our ideas or the way we speak about others. And not only through hallucinations, deliriums, not only in the so-called psychotic people. No, no, no. In the psychotic, this is absolutely clear, as in the hysterical uh, patients. Uh, it's very clear the 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 action of the devil. Uh, some people used to say, "Oh, this is just a theatrical uh, form of expression." People are like under su- suggestion, uh, psychological suggestion. Watching too many movies or something like yes, this. Yes, or yeah. wanting to call attention towards them. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, the psychotic, the schizophrenic, the the deliriums, the themes of the deliriums, they were always, always, always evil. And mental illness is a form, it's a kind of, like, it's a matter of degree, let's say so. You can be with your psychosis under control and be just a neurotic. But you can develop this. If you do not pay attention, if you do not understand what is happening, what is going on in your mind, you can become a psychotic. You can become a epileptic patient even. You can like become a possessed, a true possessed by person. F- by following ideas that are crazy, by thinking things, by allowing these uh, strong emotions to dominate, we can become Absolutely. possessed. Absolutely. This, this, I see this, you know, Claudia. Because uh, possession always comes with uh, what they call negative emotions, negative behaviors, destructive behaviors, lack of ethics, like psychotic, like psychopaths, killers, suicidal, uh, addicted, like substance abusers. Mm. People who get furious for nothing. Compulsive behavior. So there are many, many expressions of mental illness, which we know they are always involving spiritual components. In Brazil, we have many, many people that follow that kind of... It's not a true religion, but it's a sort of a spiritualist spiritualistic activities where they have the, those mediums they receive yeah. uh, the the spirits of uh, dead ancestors yeah, or all sorts of yeah so here in brazil it's so well known this it's activity yeah. 
But you know what happened when we received clients coming from spiritual, like spiritist uh, background from this places where they receive and they call and they are medium and they have this. They call the spirits, they don't they? They call, they receive, they incorporate. They were much, much more difficult to get healed. Much, much complicated. Hmm. They could even be like uh, um, in, in key positions in society. They were like professors in universities. They were uh, politicians, directors of enterprises. Yeah. But they had this kind of disturbance, spiritual disturbance, that ended up by destroying their their career, their profession, or their health, physical health. And how did you come to see these kinds of um, reactions that people had as spiritual? A normal psychologist would just say it's it's a delirium, it's a chemical imbalance, it's a... How, how, what led you to say, is it, is it your theological background that led you guys to say that this, this has to be something spiritual? Not only theological, but... We did what Bian uh, advised. Uh-huh. He said, observe the client. Yeah. Talk to the client. See the truth. Mm. Why should we say, no, you are not seeing anyone. You are not seeing anything. You are not hearing anything. Of course. So only this, Richard, because if you go to a doctor and you tell, I'm hearing voices, he will give you immediately a very strong... Med- At a psychotic medicine. Yeah. Or they even yeah. institutionalize yeah, you. Yeah, sure. They put you under this under situations that are unbearable for you. Yeah. That will destroy you, uh, your personality, yeah. your health, your future, your well, life. There's When you listen to Beyond, then there was something... But I think there's something here too, Claudia, about your... You and Dr. Kepi, your belief, mm-hmm. faith... Uh, that led you to say, well, let's listen to this. Let's really try and understand what this is instead of just dismissing it. I, I, I would say that we were led more uh, by our scientific attitude. Okay. And we wanted really, humanitarianly speaking, <laughs> our humanitarian side yeah. to, um, to, to support... You know, the, the, the degree of suffering of a person who hears voices and sees the spirits and they don't know what to do with it. It's so immense, the suffering, that we wanted to help them. So we started to consider the possibility of them speaking the truth and really being seeing and watching and hearing spirits. So, so simple as this. We started to support them in this journey, be at their side and analyze the situation with them. And you know what happened? Many of them got were relief. out. They got relief. They were out of psychosis. They were able to go, go back to yeah. an uh, almost normal, uh, normal life, like any neurotic person, as we all are. So they, just doing analysis, no medication, they went out of their crisis, yeah. the psychotic crisis. We started to think, <laughs> oh, my God, so Jesus Christ was 
was real. What he said was true. All the biblical references then were not just symbolic or metaphorical. They were true. Because Satan, Lucifer, wants us to be ignorant of his existence. If we're ignorant of it, he has much more, much more reign to move, you know. The New Testament talks about the devil and his demons many times. Jesus calls Satan the enemy, the evil one, the prince of this world, a liar and the father of lies, a murderer. The apostle Paul calls him the god of this age. If we're going to be truly Christian, to listen to what Jesus had to tell us when he came here over 2,000 years ago, we should be listening to this. <laughs> and pay, if you pay attention, he came this exactly for this. Otherwise, he would not have to come. He would not have to come here. He, he came to advise that we were following the wrong, the wrong orientation, the wrong God, an upside-down being. And, and he was all the time exercising people, chasing out demons, healing and healing and healing with mercy and believing in what they said, not denying the suffering they had and knowing the cause. So you would ask me, Claudia, why, so why then should we need psychotherapists or why should we need science if all the, the priests and pastors are are teaching this, or most of them are teaching this, and and many evangelic pastors are chasing out demons in churches. Because this matter of demons and demonology and evil is not only a matter of a church for a religious right. uh, person or religious people or a church. It's a universal problem. It's a social it's all civilization is impregnated by, by evil. So if you, if you go to a church and if you have like a blessing and if you are healed from, from a heart disease or from a, a suffering a compulsion, if you do not understand in depth how intrincado we say in Portuguese. Ah, yeah, sure, entangled. It's uh, like... It's um, so entangled. Yeah, Evil is so much entangled in everything. society, in laws, in, in the field of uh, also sciences, like medical science, like uh, technology, yeah. physics, yeah. education. Economy. Economy. Yeah. All fields. So we suffer from the influence of evil, of the devil, not only through our minds, which is the most the, the most common source like of evil is through our minds but not only this all society is impregnated so we should get uni united get together and do like a transdisciplinary study and and fight the common enemy uh, i want to make clear that this separation between like religious people and science medical people psychoanalysts is very, very harmful. It's, uh, they fight. They say, this is not a matter for science. And scientists say, oh, this is a, just an illusionary thing. We will not deal with spiritual problems. This is not our matter. It is. It's the matter of all of us. It seems difficult to accept the relevance of this, doesn't it? So complete has been our programming, in our Western education system anyway. Just entering a transcendental explanation for human experience into the discussion can get you labeled a wacko psychotic or at best a dabbler in pseudoscience. 
But I believe Norberto Kepi is bringing a cohesive and valuable perspective to the table. One thing to leave you with, our first mistake comes when we deny that the planet is dominated by demons. That's our program for this time. More to come in our series on spirituality. Stay tuned. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network.